UBC family, it's good to be with you tonight. And uh, before we get started, uh, like Cole said, we'll be in Psalm 102, verse 11 and 12. Uh, let me go ahead and say another prayer for us. Dear Lord, our Father in heaven, would you soften our hearts as we meditate upon your word so that we can hear and respond rightly to all in which you tell us. Lord, thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen. So I did not realize how little thought I gave to mortal illnesses and death until I came face to face with it as a nurse. Now, it might sound weird to say, but I am surrounded by much suffering and death all the time. And this has made me ask questions uh, that I've never asked before. Questions like, why does God allow this suffering and death? And what comfort can there be for Christians who get these diagnoses? Where I work, I see patients who are critically sick, and everything in their bodies seems to be failing. And there's no cure for these things. At the hospital, I can mitigate and treat their symptoms with different medications, but this is a, a temporary band-aid, for it's only a matter of time until death comes. For my patients, I'm asking myself the question, what hope or comfort can I give them? As they are literally experiencing their bodies withering away. I can give them temporary aids through different medications, which might give them a few more months of life. And for their pain, I can give them medication that will take it away for a few hours. But I know of no treatment that can provide lasting comfort, no treatment that can provide lasting life, no treatment that can give actual hope to people in these hopeless situations. That is, except one. Go ahead and let's read our text, Psalm 102, verse 11 and 12. It says, My days are like an evening shadow. I wither away like grass. But you, O Lord, are enthroned forever. You are remembered throughout all generations. Well, this psalm in which our text comes is titled, A Prayer of One afflicted when he is faint and pours out his complaint before the Lord. The author is not named, but he has suffered much physical affliction, and it seems like he uh, was one of the Israelites that lived through the Babylonian exile and experienced much famine and affliction according to God's judgment on Israel's sins. But this is not simply a sad psalm filled with complaints, but one that the afflicted could sing to find confidence and hope and the right spirit to praise the Lord. Oftentimes when we are afflicted, we want to blame God. We express the discontent of our condition. We stop trusting in God's providence, that he's continually working all things together for the good of his people. But here in our text, we have an example of how we are to trust and praise God during affliction. 
the psalmist first lays out his affliction and sufferings before God, but then he looks to the eternal throne of God and finds comfort. And this is what we are to do. Our main idea tonight is that we are to, one, acknowledge our affliction, but two, look to the eternal throne of God for comfort. So point one, acknowledge our affliction. Look down at verse 11 with me. It reads, My days are like an evening shadow. I wither away like grass. This is true for all of us here tonight. Your days are like an evening shadow. The sun is setting on your life, and your days are almost over. Do you believe this? That your life here on earth is temporary? That it is almost over? Well, it is true. And this is what we learned from Cole this morning in Isaiah 40, that we are like the flower of the grass that is here for a little while but passes away. And we must acknowledge that our bodily condition here is temporary and fleeting. We are like the grass that withers away. And if you are older or suffering any chronic illnesses right now, you feel this truth every day. You feel how your body is withering, growing weaker. You feel that you are passing away. So don't deny this truth that your days are short and fleeting like the light at dusk, which soon passes away into darkness. In the hospital, I see many of my patients deny this truth. They never consider that they won't live forever. And they blindly act as if they are not withering away. And this is the same for many youths because they feel invincible. They don't want to acknowledge that they are withering away as well. But this is tragic because if you deny that your life will soon pass away, you fail to see the hopelessness of your condition. You and I and all of humanity are desperately sick and afflicted. And the greatest cause of death is not heart disease, but it's sin. Ever since Adam and Eve fell in the Garden of Eden, uh, man has been sowing sin and reaping its wages, which are death. Sin is a sickness, and it causes us to wither and die. The reason it's tragic when people don't acknowledge their condition and affliction is because if they don't acknowledge that they're sick, then they will not seek after or desire or put their trust in the remedy. So acknowledge your sickness of sin. Remember that you are afflicted with a terminal illness. And it's not just you, but look at the grass. All creation is under the curse of the fall and is withering away from the grass and the trees to the treasures of this earth and the earth itself. All things shall pass away. So I want to encourage you, don't put your hope in things of this world nor yourself. And do not be surprised when things pass away. Don't cling to your life nor the 
things of this world, for they do not last forever. And their days are like the evening shadows, and these things will be ripped from your hand. Even so, I want to encourage you not to cling too tightly to your loved ones, to your spouse or even your children, because we all are like grass and will pass away. Eternal comfort cannot be found in temporary things, so do not seek comfort from this world. Eternal joy cannot be found in temporary joys, so do not seek joy from this world. Eternal life cannot be found from temporal sources, so do not seek life from this world. Rather, acknowledge your affliction. That tomorrow you may die. That you are like grass that withers and dies just after a little while. Acknowledge this, but point two. But look to the eternal throne of God and be comforted. Look to the eternal throne of God and be comforted. Do you know, do you really believe that there is one who is enthroned on high? who reigns over heaven and earth. Well, look down at me at verse 12. It says, But you, O Lord, are enthroned forever. You're remembered throughout all generations. The Lord, he does not wither like us. He does not change like the shadows like us. He is the Lord, Yahweh, the great I am, who was and is and is to come the one and only Lord who is Father, Son, and Spirit, triune God. If you look down with me a few verses farther, verse 25 and 26 in this psalm, we read this about the Lord. Of old you laid the foundations of the earth, of the heavens are the work, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe, and they will pass away. Now, if this sounds familiar to you, it's because the author of Hebrews cites this psalm and tells us that the very Lord in whom we read about here is God the Son, Jesus Christ. For God the Son humbled himself and descended from heaven. He left the comforts of heaven to be conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin as the man, Jesus Christ. God the Son humbled himself, and he lived a life as a holy servant of God free from sin. In this, he is not like us, for we sin and the wages of our sin is death. But he lived the righteous life and earn for himself the wages of eternal life. Yet on our behalf, he endured much affliction. And while he deserved to be lifted up and exalted on the throne and worshipped, he instead took upon himself our punishment as he was lifted up on the cross and crucified. He earned for himself eternal life, but took upon himself the wrath of God for our sins as at the age of 33, his days were cut short. And like the evening shadow, he was struck down and withered away on the cross like the grass. 
but death could not hold him. Defeating our greatest enemy, Jesus provides the cure for our affliction. And in great triumph, Jesus rose from the dead and he ascended into the heavens. And he now sits enthroned at the place of glory at the right hand of God, where he will reign forever. Here he is building his church, interceding for his people, strengthening his church with his spirit. He protects us. He preserves us so that one day all the church will reign with him for eternity. And the Lord sits enthroned in heaven and does all that he pleases. And for all those who place their trust in him as Lord and Savior, he will heal their afflictions and they will worship in his kingdom forever. This is the comforting good news of Jesus Christ to us who are perishing. And all generations from Adam to the end of time will gather around the throne, remembering, confessing on bended knee that Jesus is Lord, giving praise to his name. For there is none other like him, for it is he who is remembered throughout all generations, and no other. I mentioned earlier how there's only one lasting comfort that I know of, that I can offer the afflicted whom I meet in the hospital. I can say to them, look to Christ. Hide your life with him. Trust in him to save you from all your sins and afflictions. You are afflicted with sickness And sin and death is coming, but faith in Jesus is the remedy which will give you eternal life. So trust in him. Repent of your sins and be saved. And to the Christians here, I want to encourage you, if you are in great pain or suffering physically, look to the eternal comforts of heaven where there will be no more pain. And love the Lord who will give you an eternity free of suffering. Put your circumstances and sufferings in the rearview mirror and set your eyes to the eternal throne of God and be comforted. Further, if you are anxious, do not look to the things of this world to take away your anxiety. Rather, set your anxieties to the side and Look to Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, and do this. Pray, meditate on his eternal throne, not your anxieties, because Jesus rules the world and is working for the good of all his people so you can rest under his providence. Further, Christian, you may may not be promised to see tomorrow on this earth, but be comforted. We are not promised tomorrow, we are promised to see eternity with our Lord and Savior. Though the sun will set on you on this earth, in the new earth which Christ has promised his people, the dawn shall rise on God's church and it shall never fade. For the Lord who is enthroned forever will be our light and we will behold the radiance of his glory for eternity. Consider also how to spend your time in light of the eternal throne of God. Make eternal investments. In the hindsight of eternity, 
Will you regret not having sought after more worldly pleasures? Or not having stored up more wealth for yourself? Or not having lived in more luxury or self-indulgence? No, these things will be meaningless then. So trust me, as I say, they are meaningless now. Because they are not to be compared to the glories of Christ. And as the missionary once said, we all have one life. It will soon be passed, but only what's done for Christ will last. So do not put your stock in short-term investments which have no lasting value. Rather, to encourage you, there's no greater investment which promises higher returns with no risk than any investment in the kingdom of God. For Christians, we do not seek worldly joy, but we seek after eternal joy. We are not seeking worldly safety, but eternal security. We are not to labor for the treasures of this world, but for the treasures of heaven. And we must live our lives not based upon worldly principles, for example, like the Christianized American dream, but rather, we're called to sacrificially live for the purposes of the Lord. For our days on earth are numbered, but our days with the King who is enthroned forever are endless. So acknowledge your affliction, but look to the eternal throne of God, remembering that we are almost home with our Savior. And be comforted. Let's pray.